There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. Hi there. Welcome into the latest episode of Speakeasy with Eric Egan. Uh, I am I'm fresh. I'm, I'm fresh and ready to go here after uh, a bit of time away with the family. Um, I have a family of five now. So um, this was our, our first trip uh, in the friendly skies, <laughs> even with our littlest who just turned one a few weeks ago. So we had a great trip away. Um, just just a, a, a bit of time off, a, a bit of lake time. So I'm back and, and ready to, to jump back in. And I thought this was also a, a perfect time uh, for just a, a really, a really quick reset. And what I mean by that is kind of getting into the bones of what Speakeasy is all about. You know, my, my first podcast that I recorded talks about fear existing in public speaking. And the main one of the main messages or, or the tenets of, of uh, Speakeasy, the Speakeasy podcast, of course, Um it's just acknowledging the presence of fear that it's that it's out there, that we all experience that no matter what level of experience we have. And it's OK for your body to have those physiological changes that come along with fear. Weird stuff happens to you. You're going to react. Everybody reacts different to this nervous energy that comes in. But simply knowing that it's there, recognizing the fear and the nerves and the anxiety that's going to be a huge leg up for you in your process. And we're, we talk about techniques to overcoming all that. And that, again, is what Speakeasy is built upon. And I like to focus on that. And I, I want to revisit that. I encourage you to listen to my first first episode on the podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you. Maybe if you're coming in for the first time, um, go back to that one. But I also, of course, I'm going to dial back into what this is all built upon. And it's built upon acknowledging those feelings and not running from them. But in the same breath, you can do all of that and say to yourself that we don't have to be afraid of fear. And I'm going to tell you why. Let's identify what fear is. What is it? Why do we have these feelings? And of course, in regards to public speaking. So in terms of addressing something like this, we have to get it out there. We have to say it out loud and identify the issue. What is the issue? I'm going to break apart the word fear today into you know, use each letter in the word as an acronym of exploring what fear is. And then I'm going to spin it back in a bit of a reversal fashion and give you some tools, uh, equip you with a couple skills to, to combating those, those feelings that we just dread. We hate that they come, even though they do come, we hate that they do, but I'm going to help you out. That's why I'm here. So first and foremost, let's break apart the word fear. What is it? Why do we feel these certain things and what happens to us during that time? Well, the first word of fear, and, and I think this sort of encompasses all of it is failing and it's a good it's important to acknowledge that i think our body sort of goes rogue in that fight or flight feeling because we're afraid of failing on some level so that's what the first f 
to me, signifies. 9.9 times out of 10, that's what we're afraid about. And again, I go back to it's important to acknowledge that that is out there because we can't treat a patient or cure a disease unless we know what we're up against. And that's it. The fear of failing, of not amounting, you know, to a status, to not scoring something, to not, you know, nailing an interview or, or crushing a speech or a presentation or succeeding in any social setting. These are some of the, the components that I think public speaking carries a lot of weight in our everyday life. So we've identified it. Failure, the fear of failing, the F letter. The dreaded F letter, right? Okay, next up, though, in fear, E. And I like to use the word evaluation in terms of the letter E in the word fear. You know, we're worried about another E word. We're worried about other people's eyeballs, what they're thinking about us constantly. Are they judging us? What are they saying? That that contributes to our anxiety when we feel like we're all alone up there in front of a large group or just in front of, you know, a lot of folks have told me throughout this process, it's just as, as difficult for them to be in front of a group of maybe five to 10 people as it would be a, a crowd of 100 or more. And I kind of get that because you really feel the presence of folks in the room. Um, next up, anatomy. You know, I've talked about this, what happens to our bodies when we feel these, when we feel this anxiety. Our heart races. For a lot of folks, their hands shake. That's a common one. There's shortness of breath. You get dry mouth. So many things happen here. In my career, the hardest phrases or, or, or excuse me, the easiest phrases or sentences suddenly become hard to put together. And to this day, I'll never be able to understand why. It's just one of those things. And, and they all come about or they all manifest themselves a little differently in all of us. Over the last week, I've been super plugged into this documentary about Paul McCartney on Hulu. I, I Highly recommend it if that's in your wheelhouse at all. Um, but he, of course, was one of the founding and lead members of the Beatles. Many agree the greatest rock and roll band of all time. But what I one of the things that I recently took from that is, is that at one point, Paul McCartney in this documentary talks about having stage fright. He was originally a guitar player. In the, in their early days over in England, they're all the Beatles were from Liverpool and playing in Liverpool in front of people. He was a guitar player, but he talks about getting up in front of the crowd and having stage fright and couldn't even play a guitar when he's written countless songs on it. And it's something that he had done his uh, throughout his childhood and of course upbringing and then professional career. So because he couldn't do that, he sort of handed over the reins and eventually became the Beatles' uh, bass player. Just take that. Just. Put that in your in your back pocket and hold on to that for a while. Even Paul McCartney experienced, you know, the anatomy of fear of, of freezing on stage in front of people being unable to play a guitar. Um, one of the greatest songwriters and musicians of any era uh, experienced what I'm talking about here. So nobody is immune to this, friends. And finally, the last letter of the word fear, reach. You know, are we connecting with our audience. Am I making sense? This is how this is impacting us. Do, do these people understand me? You know, all this amounts to those voices, that ongoing conversation, unfortunately, that's going on in our heads while we're trying to, we're trying to perform, we're trying to talk to people. And, and the ongoing struggle also at the same time to manage this stress that it can place on you. 
it's heavy stuff. It's stuff that we all go through again, but you can't address the problem until you put it out there. We talk about it. We, we address the elephant in the room. We say it out loud. I'm a big, uh, big proponent of saying it out loud. Once you do that, you, you breathe life into something and it's something that we can focus on and take aim at. All right. Now, as promised, we're going to turn the tables on fear. We've already established what it is. Some some of the key feelings, uh, the explanation, why it's so powerful and why it grips us. We've recognized it. We understand it's okay to have these nerves. Fear is a part of public speaking. Again, no matter how seasoned you are, but it's it's time to flip that script. We're going to learn how to manage it. I want you guys to cling to this. It's going to get you through some of your most nagging, stumbling blocks in speaking. And it's all related to that fear and anxiety that we all, unfortunately, come to the table with, that it always comes knocking too many times. As we disassemble fear backwards, the first letter we're focusing on is, is R. And the word I get out of that, guys, is rely. Rely on what got you to this point. When, when the heat is on, when you're feeling that sweats, you know, when, when, when your palms are shaking a little bit, you got that, that quiver in your voice, rely on what got you here. Trust yourself and your preparation. Again, always lean back on being concise and sticking to those main themes that you've rehearsed and that you've built your message upon. It's going to be much easier for you to get through your talk or your presentation if you do that sort of thing. The next one, A... R-A, A is for anticipate. Uh, just, just kind of expect it. Anticipate the feelings and the anxiety to come. Because what you're feeling is 100% normal. You're not alone. Simply being able to understand that. Understand that, understand that this feeling is coming, that it's, on, that it's on its way. For me personally, that's always been a key to equipping myself to managing it. You expect it. You're not thrown off. You're not caught off guard. Next letter, E. And, and guys, if you're with me, you know I know I've thrown a lot of information at you, but please hone in on these next two. E for evolve. You know, the definition of evolve is to develop gradually. And I'm going to add to that. Develop gradually and being patient with yourself in that process. Um, this, is, this is one where we evolve. We learn from past experiences past mistakes. So weakness can then turn into a strength. I'm reflecting on a, on, a, on a personal experience and it has to do with switching gears if something goes wrong, something goes against the plan. Uh, in a recent moment during, a, during a, a news broadcast, we totally, during the show, we had no video. And without getting super in the weeds about what that means, if you're a, if you're a broadcast medium that requires on pictures and video and images to get your point across, not having any video, that's a problem. Um, but my partner and I, we were flexible and, and mostly we knew the awesome people in production. They were busting their butts and editing to, to, figure that, to figure that situation out. So during that process, we didn't panic and we were able to sort of fall back on what had gotten us to that point. We knew the main messages. We knew the crux of the stories and, and, and the facts. And we were able to talk and communicate with each other and then the audience without that chaotic, nervous energy overtaking us, being flexible and always ready to, to be on our toes just in case. 
And we also knew if we could weather the storm, things would sort of get back on track. And that all comes with evolving and learning from from past times where we weren't so prepared. But it had happened to us before and it comes with experience. A lot of this is trial and error, um, but it comes back to evolving. And, and that's a big one. I hope you, you take that to heart. And finally, the last one, again, we're, we're spelling fear backwards as a way to, to fight back against fear. And yes, I just used the final word there, fight. It's all about not giving up, you know, powering through mistakes. I've said a number of times on this podcast, we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. But chances are those in the audience, they're not even going to notice it. So avoid bringing attention to it. And chances are you're going to power right through. It's, it's, it means finishing strong, staying upbeat, smiling after a rocky start because you know you still have a long way to go where you can win them back. And also a way to win them back is always knowing where you're going to land. Always having an exit strategy if, if things don't go to plan. Um, there have been times where, just speaking from experience again, where everything just seems to be going wrong certain days. And having the right attitude, just just sticking to the process and believing in yourself, having that fight, having that positive attitude can really get you through some of the mud and the muck that is surely, unfortunately, to arise. But this will put you in a good position. And finally, I'm going to leave you with this. And I, I plead, I'll even say a little prayer. If you've heard anything during this, this short chat, during this episode, in the moment, guys, and this, this applies to all scenarios and situations, free yourself from consequence. Free yourself from, oh my goodness, if this doesn't go well, you know, fill in the blank could happen. If we are able to do this, and this is something that at times I've, I've perfected, at times I've fallen way short. But if you're going into a situation and you're not worried about what the negative outcome could be, you're going to be free. You're going to play loose. You're going to be your best. You're going to be the best version of yourself. I remember saying this on the golf course one time to a good buddy and I was on the driving range. And a lot of times, if anybody's a golfer out there, it's really hard if you're hitting the ball well on the driving range before you, you know, before you actually make it to the first tee and then so on, it's hard to, to make that transition and to carry that over into the round. And I was crushing it that day on the range. And then I just, I couldn't do anything right on the golf course. And I had the thought, and this is where it all comes from. And then I carried it over to my professional life. But I said to him, you know what? I, I have to get up there in the tee box or on the fairway or wherever. Well, it wasn't the fairway that day. But I have to get up there and say to myself, I need to make this swing without any thought of the consequence of where this ball might go that I don't want it to. Having that sort of lighthearted approach can really pay dividends. So please give that a try. Free yourself from consequence. You may even just free yourself from the fear that comes along with public speaking. It's a mindset, a mindset rather, that will take you places. You know, I've been doing a little bit of reading recently just to try to, to better myself, trying to take, just pull from different genres, uh, just self-improvement type stuff to, to better myself, to become a better well-rounded person, to be a better public speaker, to be a better coach for you all. And one of the things I, I, I read that I wanted to share is a quote from the famed General George S. Patton. And he said this, by perseverance, study, 
an eternal desire, any person can become great. You know what I what I take from that is if, if you put the work in, if you have the passion and you have the determination and you stay with it, because it's gonna take time. Please don't please don't fool yourself thinking this is gonna happen overnight. But if you if you're committed to it and you you come to the table with that arsenal and with that point of view, that's the way to go. Again, if you don't think these skills are critical, guys, keep your fingers crossed. Your competition has that same attitude. Because chances are somebody out there is putting the time in. I just hope it's you. Okay. I'll lay off you guys now. Um, let's have a little fun. Dial it back a little bit. Of course, this is the Speakeasy Podcast. Uh, I, I love sharing recommendations of uh, my favorite bourbon or uh, cocktail recipes, whatever uh, it might be for that specific episode. At the moment, I am enjoying a, uh, a sample of Old Forester 1920 uh, Prohibition-style bourbon. This is one of the releases from the Whiskey Row series from Old Forester. It's 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 high quality, guys. It it does pack a bit of a punch coming in at 115 proof. Um, I will also say it is it is full of flavor, a bit of a, a maple syrup feel to this one that I'm having at the moment. I would also recommend don't shy away from it. You know, it might just take a little bit of water, a bit of an ice cube, or or maybe even over a few rocks in your glass. Remember. The right way to enjoy a, a cocktail or a glass of bourbon is your way, whatever whatever works for you best. I would also highly recommend the Old Forester 1910, uh, a, a brother bourbon, also of the Whiskey Row series. But I'm also going to give you one more recommendation, something that I have been enjoying over the past week or so. And I want to stress, there is there's a ton of worthwhile, delicious bottles of um, your favorite bourbon whiskey on shelves wherever you are that is readily available that you don't have to hunt for, that you don't have to hunt for that you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for and, and this one in particular is the Knob Creek small batch it's a nine year um, from Knob Creek they come they'll come with a a very large array of, of different bourbons. So just look closely. I want to say this is in the 30 to 40 dollar range so it's definitely affordable and it's easily accessible. Highly recommend Knob Creek. They do a fantastic job. Their small batch, nine-year version. I want to say it runs about 100 proof. That's my sweet spot. I hope you enjoy if you do come across a bottle. Again, thanks, friends. Thanks for staying with me. I, I think we covered some, some great content in today's message. And in the past, it's been easier for me to remember some of these skills or techniques if I kind of break them up or if I... Uh, like we focus on the word fear today and we took it one way, then we took it back the other way. It's just an easy way to have fun with it. And hopefully it, it's made an impression on you. And and I'm just out here to, to get, let's throw a, a ton of stuff at the board. And if one or two key elements sticks, then we've done our job. Before I go, guys, uh, just a reminder, I'll give you updates of, of what I have going on for each episode or you know, little snippets of, of advice that I think will be helpful on my Instagram page at speakeasyegan on Instagram, of course. You can also find me in, in a few different places on social media at Eric Egan TV. 
And finally, if you want to contact me, if you have any questions or would like me to focus on something specific in the podcast, maybe you're interested in, in coaching or consulting, whatever that might be, um, I am a, a open ear, always ready and willing to listen. So send me an email at speakeasyegan at gmail.com. Folks, I appreciate you. It's, it's a lot of fun on my end to be able to, to share what I've learned with you and then to, to hear about the ways that you have put it into practice and, and how it's uh, benefited you in whatever facet or genre or, or kind of stage of life that you're in. Um, I'm here for you. So, so take advantage of that and don't be shy. I love doing it. I'm here for, I'm here for you and I want to see you all succeed. So as I go, always remember this, be confident, be memorable and be you. Thanks guys. Talk again soon.